What is up, what is up, what is up? Welcome to the Mitch Davis Show. Very special edition of the podcast today. Everybody knows what it is. It's Bowl Week. It is December 27th on a Sunday. It's AutoZone Liberty Bowl Week, baby. We got West Virginia and Army traveling to the Mid-South on Wednesday. Game will be on Thursday, but both teams are traveling in on the 30th to meet up on New Year's Eve for an exciting, high-flying, awesome college football game for the 62nd annual AutoZone Liberty Bowl. I'm your founder and podcast host, Mitch Davis. You can follow me on Twitter at MitchDavis underscore eight. Like the Facebook page or Instagram page by simply typing in The Mitch Davis Show and head on over to TheMitchDavisShow.com for an exclusive, in-depth look of the 62nd AutoZone Liberty Bowl. On tonight, on today's podcast, we're going to be joined by Carly Nevis. She is a sports reporter, sports anchor, and everything else in between there in Bridgeport, West Virginia. She works for WD TV there out of Bridgeport, West Virginia. She covers the Mountaineers. She's always around the program. Very, very, very fun interview that I know everybody will enjoy. And as usual, you're listening to the Mitch Davis Show. You can find the podcast wherever you like to listen to your podcast by simply typing in the Mitch Davis Show. I'm your host, Mitch Davis. And I'd like to give a very, very special thank you to Carly. Nevis for coming on the podcast today of WDTV5 News, a sports anchor reporter for coming on the podcast today to talk all things West Virginia football as we get closer to the 62nd annual AutoZone Liberty Bowl here in Memphis, Tennessee. Carly Nevis, sports reporter and anchor for WDTV5 News out of Bridgeport, West Virginia. How are we doing today, Carly? I'm good, Mitch. How are you? I'm doing good. Welcome to the Mitch Davis Show. Congratulations. Uh, I know you're not technically a fan, but congratulations to the Mountaineers on reaching the 62nd annual AutoZone Liberty Bowl. Let's, uh, yeah, let's, I know they're really excited for it. So let, Let's talk about that match. Because actually, talk, we talked to the coaching staff today. They talked about the culture of West Virginia. Let's talk about the culture first of West Virginia, because they seem very passionate. They seem very excited about what the future holds for this program. Talk about what Neil Brown's building there in Morgantown. Yeah, I mean, obviously it's Neil Brown's second year. Last year, they weren't fortunate enough to make it to a bowl game. Um, kind of went through a lot of growing pains there. Um, but this year, you know, every team makes a bowl game. And even though they went five and four, um, they were still able to get to a bowl game. And the Liberty Bowl seems like the perfect fit. They were playing Tennessee. It wasn't as, you know, sexy, if you will, of a matchup. But I think that the matchup with Army um, has proven to you know, bring much more excitement. But, yeah, culture-wise, I feel like he's building something um, sustainable. When he came in, his his first message when he came in um, in his introductory presser was he's really big on family. And he'll always make time for his family as a wife and three kids. And it's been very important. And you can tell that within the just the culture of the team itself. It bleeds over 
even pre-COVID, they always brought family around. All the coaches had their family. They would bring in the players' families. And um, even now, I mean, he talked about how they went to the, the ski resort and did some snow tubing this week. Kind of, you know, sprinkles of what would be if there wasn't COVID. Just like trying to bring that family atmosphere as much as, as possible in these times. So I've got to ask you about that ski resort trip. What do you know about it and what, what all went down and how much fun did the guys have? Yeah, I mean, I just saw, you know, some snippets from social media and Instagram and Twitter and stuff. But um, one of the defensive linemen that we spoke to, Derry still says, he's a senior, he posted just a video of the four four huge linemen on a snow tube all connected together. So that looked pretty fun. I mean, some of them, you know, couldn't get home to their families. So that was kind of the next best thing. I know they also did a gift exchange with like some ugly, ugly Christmas sweaters a couple days ago, too. So. Um, that was that actually was like my fun. next question is that is that gift exchange was that gifts that like the ugly christmas sweaters what was that yeah i don't i'm not exactly sure i saw as much as you did on social media um but i know they posted like photos of each position group so i'm assuming they exchanged gifts between each position group and kind of planned it that way now let's talk about this roster because this roster is filled with west virginia kids it is a local you know, blue collar, take your lunch pail to work type teams. What is this team's mantra and, and who are they? Well, when Neil Brown got here, the first thing he said was trust the climb. That's been their big mantra. And um, they've so far, they've stuck with it. I mean, in big improve, they've seen big improvements um, from last year to this year going five and four. And obviously a small sample size, probably not exactly the record they would have if they got a chance to play their last game, which was supposed to be against Oklahoma, probably would have ended the season at 500. But you bring up all the local talent. I mean, we spoke to one of them, Darius Stills from Fairmont. Um, his younger brother, Dante Stills, junior defensive lineman for Fairmont. Um, offensive lineman, Zach Frazier, true freshman, started in every game this year. Um, we, through our TV station here at WDTV, we cover their school. So we were fortunate enough to watch Zach Frazier in his uh, last two years of high school. Um, and yeah, and there's a big difference between the coaching staff that before Neil and, and now with Coach Brown, you see a, that local flavor, a local flavor. A lot of Fairmont kids come in. Um, they just got two big pickups for two Spring Valley commits. That's a bigger school um, across the state. So they're really trying to keep all the in-state talent in the state, which has not been the case as of late. Um, and, and you can see that in the team. Now, I've got to ask this question because with Marshall's success, it really seems like that battle, the in-state battle is really heating up. Is it heating up within the state or is that more of an outsider looking in take? Yeah, I would say that's more of an outside looking in. I think every uh, kid that grows up in the state of West Virginia wants to go to WVU and kind of Marshall's like the little brother that, okay, we'll settle for Marshall if WVU doesn't come knocking. Um, but, you know, Marshall had a lot of success this year, obviously ended up losing in the Camellia Bowl a couple of days ago, but um, definitely put themselves on the map. I just do think that West Virginia um, is still the destination for a lot of the local talent. Um, not saying that Marshall hasn't developed a great program. I think WVU is still the goal for a lot of the young kids um, growing up here. Now, as we jump over to the matchup itself, how do you expect uh, West Virginia to match up with Army, this triple option? Everybody knows what Army is known for, and it is a triple option. 
grinded out. I think they, I think on the press conference today, somebody mentioned they have like eight or nine guys that touch the ball. Talk about the West Virginia defense and can they stop it? Yeah, it's funny. It's, you know, what is it? Fourth in rushing offense, Army is. And then you match it up with the fifth in the nation in defense in West Virginia, first in the Big 12. Um, they only allow under 300 yards per game. So it, it's going to be really interesting. And I mean, Coach Brown mentioned how he's never faced a triple option in his whole co- collegiate career. Um, so we'll see. We'll, we'll see how it goes. I mean, West Virginia's defense is anchored by their defensive line. Darius Stills, he was the Big 12 defensive lineman of the year. I mentioned his younger brother, Dante. Those two guys kind of run were on the show up front. And we also mentioned in the press conference, middle linebacker Tony Fields. He was the team's leading tackler. He won't be playing in the game because he declared for the NFL draft. So actually probably would have been a game that he shined because they, since they run so much, he likes to kind of get up into the line of scrimmage. Well, we'll see who can, um, you know, take his place. It's going to be a really tough test to see if West Virginia's defense can hold on against a triple option because not many of these guys have seen it, obviously, at the collegiate level. But high school, um, maybe they faced it once or twice. Hopefully those memories kind of help them out in Memphis. Now let's talk about the West Virginia offense. Everybody probably is aware that West Virginia has to be one of the most fun offenses to, uh, to watch in the country, you know, high octane, a lot of scoring. Um, talk about that West Virginia offense. Yeah, I mean, if you you talk about the Big 12 in general, it's a lot of running gun, high octane stuff. But West Virginia probably runs the ball more, more than any other Big 12 team that you've seen. I mean, um, Letty Brown, their leading rusher this year, junior running back, he's first team all Big 12 second in the Big 12 in rushing yards, 15th in the nation. So he's their first option. And then when, you know, they, they can't get as many yards out of him, they like to throw it around. We, we also spoke to quarterback Jared Dagey. A couple of offensive weapons that will be back, actually, because in their last game against Iowa State, they were missing a bunch of players um, from their receiving core, Sam James, Bryce Ford, Whedon. So they'll get those guys back. Um, so that'll be interesting to see how their chemistry is with missing the game. And obviously they haven't played a game in three and a half weeks. And some of those guys haven't played for over a month. Now, has that been because West Virginia has COVID problems or is it the other teams have COVID problems? Yeah. So, so WVU, um, played their last game against Iowa state on December 5th, obviously lost that they had a few players that were missing from that game were scheduled to play against Oklahoma. And then that game was canceled because of WVU's COVID issues. So um, they were on a pause for a week, actually came back this week. So now they, they should be good to go. And they kind of all went home for a little bit of a break. And now um, they should be at full strength from over here. Now, the last question I have about this team. Front of practices. Now, what are the keys for you personally? What are the keys for victory for what the three keys for victory for this West Virginia team on Thursday against Army three keys for victory on New Year's Eve for the Mountaineers can their defense you know adjust on the fly first series is is definitely going to be telling of what WVU can do in this game can they you know understand the triple option and what it's going to present to them so can their you know, second-ranked defense or first-ranked defense in the Big 12 withstand the test of Army's attack. Um, can Letty Brown get going on the ground? He hasn't – you know, they've all been – they've all been not playing for three and a half weeks. 
So it's really going to be interesting to see how they come out. Are they excited to play in this game? Like all the players and coaches said today they were, but after a month away from the football field, how different are they going to be? And how long is it going to take for them to kind of adjust the game speed again? And on a similar note, just, yeah, how ready will they be for this game? How pumped will they be to play in a bowl game? Is it going to be like two years ago, West Virginia matched up with Syracuse in the Camping World Bowl? Didn't really look like they wanted to be there, to be honest. Um, Will Greer, their quarterback that year, opted out of the bowl game. It was just a lot. It was more like an afterthought. The bowl game was an afterthought. Is this going to be at the forefront of their mind? Will they want to leave with a good note? Because the note that they had at the end of the regular season, not so great with the big loss to Iowa State. So will they actually want to, you know, right the ship and, and put all of their effort into this game? Because if they do, um, I think WV will come away with a victory. But Army, of course, as they mentioned today, will be ready to play. So if WVU is not ready, they're going to punch them in the mouth. Now, two more questions I have for you, and the last one's going to be a fun question. But this last, the second to last question, has there been any players opt out of the bowl game, opt out of the season for West Virginia, or is everybody going to be playing? Yeah, so we just – I mentioned earlier Tony Fields, their leading tackler. He was the Big 12 newcomer of the year. He opted out to prepare for the NFL draft. Um, but he's the only one that played this season that will not play in the bowl game. Gotcha. Now the last question, and this is going to be a fun question. Um, and I asked Neil Brown, this question, is there any word on anything they're going to do for bowl week? Because following them on social media, this team looks like they love each other. They're the brothers keeper. Is there anything fun that they have in the bag for when they get to Memphis? I know with COVID and everything, it's, you know, different. Have you heard of anything fun that the team might be doing when they arrive in Memphis? Honestly, I'm not. This will be a better question for you to ask John tomorrow. He's more on the inside, um, in the offices with them um, for the team, but I'm sure they have some tricks up their sleeve. Um, and you know, the the winter tubing thing was just a, a slice of what they're going to give. But obviously, they're they're preparing to win this game, and um, one of the op- the offensive coordinator, I think Jared Parker mentioned, they're winless on the road this year. So it might be important for them to focus more on the game than, you know, the extracurricular activities, because of course this is a neutral site. It's a little bit different, but to go winless on the road just doesn't leave a good taste in their mouth. So um, I think the ultimate goal is the W and then, you know, the extracurriculars can come after that. She is Carly Nevis. Tell where they can follow you on Twitter and all your great work that you're doing there in West Virginia. Hit me up on Twitter at Five News Nevis, and <laughs> I, we love Twitter in sports. I feel like it's the best platform um, for us, so I'm very active there. I will say this on the record: now that you're following me on Twitter, I feel like you and I are going to have some really fun. You have been listening to the Mitch Davis Show. I've been your host, Mitch Davis. Be sure you follow me on Twitter at Mitch Davis underscore eight or the Facebook or Instagram page by simply typing in the Mitch Davis Show. Head on over to the website for inclusive and in-depth look inside the 62nd annual AutoZone Liberty Bowl. We're going to have coverage all week from podcasts, live videos, radio streams, and everything in between there at themitchdavisshow.com or wherever you like to listen to your podcast by simply typing in The Mitch Davis Show. A very special thank you today to Carly Nevis of WDTV5 News out of Bridgeport, West Virginia for coming on the podcast today to talk about the Mountaineers matchup with the Army Black Knights and the 62nd annual 
AutoZone Liberty Bowl. For continued coverage of the AutoZone Liberty Bowl, head on over to themitchdavisshow.com or type in The Mitch Davis Show on Facebook, Instagram, or wherever you like to listen to your podcast. And you can get an in-depth look into the matchup between the Army Black Knights and the West Virginia Mountaineers. I'm your host and founder of Mitch Davis. Follow me on Twitter, Mitch Davis underscore eight.